Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay Reed. My name is Lindsay Reed. <laughs> Your name is Jordan Reed. My name is Jordan Reed, and this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Welcome. Each week, we talk about things like urban legends, socks, cryptozoology, ankle height versus the fashionable no-show socks, paranormal experiences, and Bigfoot. Yeah, anything really spooky related. Each week, Lindsay and I will research a topic separate from one another. This time, Linz went to TGI Fridays and I went to Arby's. And then we met back here at our house together. And now we're sitting down with you live. Well, for us, it's live. And we're going to discuss our so topics. So it's not live. Not live with <laughs> you. And we're going to discuss our topics for the first time ever. Together and with you. And with Molly. And with Molly. She's laying under the table right now. She's panting. She was outside, and now she's cooling down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just trying to paint a picture because I don't think many people know how we do it and like what our setup is and all what that stuff. What our dog is doing. Yeah, what our dog is doing when she's laying under the table. Okay, so <laughs> last week, you finished up with your alien abductions. Yes. That I've... was a three-episode topic. It was, yeah, it was three episodes long. If this is your first episode, hi, how are you? Uh, the last three episodes, I went through different ways to tell if you've been abducted by aliens and you might not remember, but you have a sneaking suspicion that you might have been abducted by aliens. And with that list, like most people probably had about 60% of that. So it was kind of like, oh, everybody's been abducted before. Yeah, my uh, all-time favorite one throughout the entire list was your sudden urge or an increase in your desire to take vitamins on a daily basis. So if you've ever, you know, felt compelled to do that, well, go to the doctor. And then we also did a little bone-tangling trivia, That's which you right. did fairly well. I did not. I, I listened, <laughs> while we were editing, I listened uh, through how I did, and I think I got a D-. minus. You still passed, though. Yeah, a little bit. You just have to freshen up on your spooky movies, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we don't really watch, or at least I don't, watch a ton of movies. I do. Spooky movies. So I started last week, so it's your turn to start this week. Okay, I'm going to start this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you scared? I'm always scared. <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, but... What are you okay. always? What are you always scared of? Well, like, every day there's always something scary. What scared you today? Go through it. You woke um, up. What 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 scared you throughout our day today? Well, I'm neurotic, though. So, like, I woke up and I was like, oh, I woke up at 6.30 and then I fell back asleep and now it's 8.30 and now I was stressed out because I slept in two more hours. Okay. And then we went for a bike ride. Yeah, a little bike ride. And I hadn't ridden my bike in a while, so I was scared of that. Okay. What and about then, after that? Anything else scare you? <laughs> I mean, I guess not. Okay, so two things today. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would say... But it is only... It's only 4.19 p.m. Oh, we only have one minute. <laughs> until... Until everything's scary. Until everything's not scary and things are a little more chill. Oh, yeah, great. I can't wait. <laughs> so, I am not talking about aliens at all this time. Okay. That's, a, that's fine with me. I know. I was going to say, I think you're probably pretty <laughs> stoked that I'm not talking about aliens. In fact, I'm talking about the opposite of aliens, which is, what would you guess? Uh, grandmas. Close. Yeah. Oh. Old men. Oh. Weird. <laughs> I, really, I really am. I have three stories about three separate older men. Okay. Like creepy stories? Nope. Just some old men I've ran into <laughs> along the way. Like my buddy Charles. We play chess together. Okay. And then... Nate, and then what's another old person, old man name? Um, Lester. Sure. Yeah, Lester. We meet up at, uh, we're usually getting Arby's at the same time. I have stories that take place all over New England. My parents were down visiting this past weekend, and they had picked us up a book, The Strange and Unusual Things That Have Happened in New England Throughout the Dawn of Civilization. Yes. So I pulled from there three stories that all fit the same mold, and the uh, subject or the category in which these stories were under was called Gentlemen of the Highway. 
Oh. But I would think it would be gentlemen might be in quotes or creepy gentlemen of the highway. Some are a little more creepy than others. Some are arguably very uncreepy, just a little off-putting perhaps. Is the bandage man considered a creepy gentleman of the highway? I think so. But again, I think the word gentleman is a misnomer. Also, these people were alive and the bandage man... Is a urban legend. Was alive and is now. Maybe. Yeah. And is, okay. So the legend, yeah, right. So, so these are real stories of gentlemen of the, the highway. These are real stories of real men that lived a long time ago that frequented or could be seen easily along the highway in and around like Connecticut, New York State and stuff like that. Okay, let's hear it. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. The first gentleman, again, I'm using this term loosely here. Our first gentleman uh, has been lovingly referred to as Old Leather Man. Oh, he already sounds like he's a really nice guy to he, socialize with. Honestly, the name again is all, it's weird. Like there, there's two misnomers. I wouldn't really consider these guys gentlemen, but then the name Old Leatherman makes him seem perhaps a little more creepy, but he's not that bad. He's just an older guy that makes wallets. I mean, he could have. Duct tape. Yeah, those cool like neon. <laughs> well, leather. Leatherman. No, I know, but I was trying to make it like oh. early 2000s. Duct tape wallets. You did duct tape wallets, didn't you? I have. I also had a pair of handcrafted uh, duct tape flip flops. You made them. Yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> I wore them one time. They weren't great. Uh, were they sticky? Well, no, because you put the sticky part down. Yeah. Just think of a regular standard flip-flop covered in duct tape. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. No, it didn't look great either. I mean, was it just like the single, like one that went between your toes? Like that one? Not like a fashionable Teva? No. (laughs) Or a Birkenstock? No. Duct tape Burkos might be okay. I don't know. Okay, so Old Leatherman. Do you like Leatherman or Leatherman? I like Leatherman. Okay, Old Leatherman was seen wandering or could be seen wandering around Connecticut and eastern New York State. Okay. Around the highways up there. He was called Leatherman because he wore an outfit made completely out of leather from head to toe every single day all the time. Now, it's not some... I know what you're thinking. You're thinking hip, fashionable, Harley-Davidson boy. You're thinking cool leather outfit. It it wasn't. It was big, baggy leather pants. Okay. uh, Leather shoes that he had made. More so, like, in the same vein of, like, a DIY nature of, like, your duct tape flip-flops. Oh, so he would have liked those, probably. Probably, yeah. He would have said, like, what leather is this silver leather? He would have been very confused by the leather. And the most notable part of his outfit was his gigantic oversized patchwork leather jacket, which was just a series of almost the exact same shape squares that were very crudely sewn together all over the place. And he had a tiny little, little leather hat. Not like a tall hat, but like a little, like a Newsies cap almost. Right. Uh, like an old-timey baseball player. Right. Uh, but just everything leather, all all leather everything. Which is weird because it's like Connecticut, New York, you're going to have harsh winters. You're going to have hot, humid summers. Yeah. Like leather really isn't good for any of those climates. You're right. Like I can see Jean <laughs> like making everything out of Jean because it stays boy. cool in the summer, but it stays warm in the winter. Khaki man. <laughs> but leather? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, maybe it was like, I don't know, the best protection that one had. Because this is like in the mid to late part of the 1800s. Okay, so so long time ago. Long time. Yeah. Okay. Long time ago. I was thinking like 90s. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I was like, he probably just got leftover leather and he was just doing his thing. If it was 90s, the equivalent to the the leather man in the 90s would be like the body glove or like swishy pant, swishy pant man. Where you could hear him... Tearaway pants. Tearaway man. Where you could be shorts and pants. Oh, those, you mean the zip-offs. Yeah. Tearaways were like just oh, like... Oh, you the, just the, the buttons. Yeah, I had those in high school. Yeah, me yeah. too. You did? Well, yeah, I played soccer. Everybody had tearaway pants if you played soccer. Okay, see, I didn't play any sports. So maybe <laughs> I didn't really warrant a pair of... No, I did marching band. So oh. maybe I, that would have... Maybe I thought like, oh, well... I I'm, need some tearaway pants. I'm an athlete. I march, I'm playing saxophone in the marching band. See, I don't know if I'd like tearaway pants now. Like back in the day, they were really cool to have. But like now thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, between the buttons, if you sit down, you could almost probably see through the gaps. Yeah. 
And then like buttons touching you or you laying on buttons isn't comfortable. No, correct. Yeah. Why not like just one big Velcro strip all the way up? Because you could sit down, your Velcro could go undone. Not if it was like really good Velcro. Or zippers all <laughs> the way up. Or you could just not have anything. And just have re- regular old Because like, when do you ever pants? need to like unbutton the sides of both of the legs of your pants? I don't know. Like what's the point? Maybe, okay, so speaking of our last few episodes, if you're about to be abducted by aliens and you unsnap a few of your legs and you like move around, you, you can appear larger than you actually are. I don't get tearaway pants. I don't either. I think it was like fun because you would always see people tearing them off while they were running to do something. I don't know. I feel like that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Just tearaway (laughs) pants. Haunted, uh, spooky clothing trends of the mid-90s and early 2000s. There were a lot. There were a lot. I mean, really quick. In the 80s, yeah, it was all high-vis stuff and, like, silly things, right? Like, for the most part. I mean, I'm, st- I'm, I'm talking in stereotypes. But, right. in, but in the late, or like, mid-90s or early 2000s, what was going on? Jinko yeah. jeans, kickwear, zones, Lee pipes, well, there was pants. those, um, when I was little, you wore those jelly shoes. Yeah. And they're coming back, but they had a recall on them because the generic jelly shoes, I think I talked about it before. Jenny jellies, yeah. The, <laughs> the generic jellies. They were like cutting into little kids' feet because they would cut your feet up really bad. Yes. And then they were getting infections from the plastic. Yeah. So little kids were wearing them and getting like really bad infections in their feet. Because it was not good plastic. No, because we know how how we make things in the USA. Except It was probably made out of like old McDonald's employees. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Old McDonald's employees were melted down. Old McDonald's. Had some shoes. They cut up my feet and started oozing infection. Great. Was that, was that good? Yeah, that was. It was okay. Okay, I'm gonna talk about the Leatherman now. Yeah. I wrote down here: not a cool jacket, patchwork, handmade jacket, pants, shoes, etc. Okay. Every 34 days, he would complete a 364 mile trip on foot. Every day he'd walk 364 miles. No, 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 no. Every 34 days. Oh, okay. He would. So it would take him 34 days. That's to complete this 364 mile trip. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of mileage. So he's probably ripped and gripped. I mean, maybe leather was the, he's like onto something that nobody knows about, like runner wear. So now you're going to see, so it's, it is the official uh, start of the Tour de France. Lindsay and I are enthusiastically watching. Maybe speaking of sports and fitness and very, very long trip uh, trips. They'll start wearing leather. Leather cycling kits. Full leather. That sounds terrible. Doesn't it sound awful? Yeah, it sounds very bad. (laughs) Each trip, it was exactly the same route every single time, and he would always walk the route clockwise. Okay. Okay. That's just what he liked to do. People started visiting him uh, along his trips because they would recognize him like, I thought I saw that guy 34 days ago. Oh, I did. He walked through my yard. Or, oh, I did. He walked past the 7-Eleven. I mean, I understand it's in the 1800s, but still. Yeah. Uh, so they would see him walking around and they would know that he's going to be around here any time now because every month and some change you'd see him. So they'd find him along the route and they'd like try to help him out and give him gifts and food and water and stuff like that. Yep. I wrote down food, refreshments, tobacco and matches, but never any alcohol. He abstained. He didn't want to drink any alcohol. Because he had to make his trek. Yeah, you really can't do that hungover. Well, that yeah, and you would great. sweat out your alcohol, and if he's wearing leather, then it would just all stay in his leather. Yes, which would be nasty. It would just be, be an alcohol puddle. <laughs> and I would imagine that that would stink bad. Yeah. Well, he was probably already stinky. I bet you you're right. 1800s, wearing leather, making like a really crazy trip. And to further prove your point or your theory of him being smelly, uh, he would never accept a room in anyone's house. Except along his route, he found these caves or like whether it was like, I don't know, a very large cave or like a tiny little outcropping or something in the rocks. He would just sleep in caves along his route outside, smoking tobacco that people have gotten him and eating food and drinking water. He made gestures of appreciation towards people for giving him stuff, but he never spoke. Many people believe that he didn't speak English at all. Yeah. But I think like, how do you really travel that far back then? I mean, I would, you just take a boat, right? Yeah, you'd probably have to take a boat over. But he came, he could have come across. Like, I mean, he was in Connecticut, New York area. So, yeah, I mean, for it, people to come to Ellis Island was very, Yeah. I mean, Common. all the time. Yeah. 
I would just think like back then, what a long trip. Oh, yeah. What a super long boat trip. Uh, people started seeing Leatherman in the 1860s, and he died in New York State in 1889. So for what, 29 years, people saw him making this exact same trip, 364 miles every 34 days for 29 years. Well, there's that guy in Madison that walks around all of Madison, too. Yeah. Uh, what's what? What's his name? Ducky Boots? People call him Ducky Boots or something like that? No. Cape oh. Crusader. The Caped Crusader. Because he wears a white cape. Yeah, which I believe is like an old white t-shirt that he has tied around his neck and it looks I like a cape. I think so. And he wears all white. And I think it's just for him to stay cool. Yes. I don't know what the cape's about, but he walks everywhere. Like, he's got to be in major good shape. Maybe he's a superhero. Or he thinks he is. I'm not sure. I've I've ridden my bike past Cape Crusader a few times. And yeah, he's always wearing the exact same thing. I've only seen him in the summertime and like maybe fall, never really in the winter. Maybe he read this story about the leather man and he was like, I found my goal in life. Just walk the same route. <laughs> Do you, okay, if anyone is listening from Madison, Ohio, Perry, Geneva, Ashtabula, wherever, and you've seen the Cape Crusader and you've asked him, hey, where are you going? Let us know. Send us a, send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com or send us a tweet on the internet website of Twitter at spooky underscore spouses if you've talked to him or Maybe make plans to go talk to him, find him, ask him where he's going. Yeah, I've heard multiple stories. I've heard he's mean. I've heard people say that he doesn't talk. I've heard people say that he is from another country and he has to walk for like a culture thing or something. I've heard so many stories, but I have no idea which one's true. Me either. So photos of Leatherman still exist, but people mainly uh, share memories and stories and legends or fables, I'm not sure, uh, of Leatherman in and around the area. And I guess people actually say that they've collected a lot of photos of his ghost in and around a few of the select caves in which he was sleeping. Hmm. I would see that because if he was doing his rounds all the time, I mean, in the afterlife, he probably just continues to do his rounds. Is it the afterlife or is it like the other life? The limbo life. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Living that limbo life. That's a cool t-shirt idea. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Made uh, out of leather. Made out of leather. A leather t-shirt. <laughs> it's really unflattering. It's only yeah. one size patchwork leather. So no one's still to this day, nobody knows what he was doing, why he was doing it. Again, why he would just be walking 364 miles every 34 days, sleeping in caves, didn't say a word to anybody. I mean, maybe that was just his plan. Just some long con of creating mystique, creating a uh, hype. Maybe, maybe he was just trying to create hype back then. Okay, the second gentleman of the highway is known as the Old Darn Man. The Old Darn Man. Old Darn Man. Yep. That Old Darn Man. Now, I always know, in the road. I don't know why he's called the Old Darn Man, because this guy seems like the most polite out of the entire list. Okay. The Old Darn Man. I'm going to say Old Nice Man. Okay. I'm going to give him a new name, at least for this show. Nobody knew his name. They just called him the, the Darn Man. And he started walking nonstop in 1820. He didn't stop walking. He would walk and walk and walk, stay in people's homes and continue to walk. People referred to him as being, quote, a man of good breeding. So I guess this means that maybe he was a good looking man, perhaps. Again, with the quote, gentle, highly intelligent, well-read, and a trained violinist with a sad, lost air. Oh. Okay. So he was just sad. He was very sad. And I think I will get into why he was sad in a second. He was, again, remembered for his apparel. Similar to the leather man, uh, he would wear a formal suit, like a tuxedo with tails. Similar while to, he walked? While he walked. He always wore this suit. No one saw him in anything different. Always a professional-looking suit or tuxedo with tails. Think like a Bugs Bunny conducting an orchestra, right? Or just a regular person conducting an orchestra. I just like Bugs Bunny. Okay. What year was this? 1820. Okay. So I think that this, this outfit sort of fits the era. Right. He started walking and didn't stop for 60 years. For 60 years, he was just wandering, ambulating all over the place. Whenever he stopped at someone's house for food or shelter, he'd ask for a needle and thread to uh, mend up his suit in case it has, you know, started showing signs of wear and tear. If anyone offered him some help to maybe mend his suit for him or perhaps give him some new clothes, he would say, quote, I refused because these are my wedding clothes and they are sacred. 
My bride will be here soon. End quote. Oh, he was like a smart dude that killed his wife. 100%. Okay. And now he feels bad and now he's walking and he's lost his mind. Okay. Maybe so. (laughs) Maybe so. He murdered his wife. You think so? Straight up? Yeah. No question asked? Yeah. See, the, the theory we have in here is that he was getting married, he was wearing his suit, and he was stood up at the altar, and then he just sort of went, oh, I get it, and couldn't cope with it, and then just started walking aimlessly. But you think he murdered his wife. Yeah, he did something bad. Okay. Just to walk for like the rest of your life, pretty much, in your wedding tuxedo. Yeah, you did something bad. See... And I think this is where the, the disconnect is. I think that maybe he had a heart of gold and it was just very sad and he walked so he wouldn't be that sad for 60 years. But you think he was walking to avoid the police because he had murdered his wife. Yeah, he either murdered his wife or he was sad because he, yeah, he murdered his wife. Okay. That's my theory. All right. Great. (laughs) Uh, He would pay families for letting him stay with them by reading to them. And if they had children, reading to their kids, doing light housework, and playing them some violin. Did he carry a violin around with him? Yep. He carries violin. Hmm. So he had a suit and tails and violin. During the winter, when nobody saw him walking around, he said that he went to his mansion which I think that might mean he found a cave or an abandoned house and just slept in there, maybe. Yeah. I don't really know. Or his wife was rich and she had a mansion. Her dead body's just sitting in a chair. All right. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'd mentioned earlier, a lot of people speculate that his love affair ended at the altar. He was stood up. But now, new theory in the mix, Linz thinks he murdered his wife. Yeah. Uh, When he died, he was buried in his suit with his long tails, and over time, it's become patched with various cloths and fabrics, but it still looked, even though it looked, you know, like visually it was ragtag, all the patchwork and sewing and embroidery, not embroidery, but all the uh, sewing and stuff, all the needlework was still impeccably done, according to uh, people's, people's stories. So he knew how to sew. He knew how to sew mm. and play the violin very well. Nice. Rumor has it that his last words were, quote, my bride will come tonight. Surely she will not disappoint me, end quote. Oh, because he's going to meet her in limbo because she's dead because he killed her. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> okay, I'm going through this one in two minutes. Are you ready? Yes. This is my favorite one. I'm not going to go through the whole story just because it's weird uh, and we can get the gist of it. This person's name was Kling Klang, the vaulting peddler. Kling Klang. Kling Klang. Kling Klang, the vaulting peddler. His name was Kling Klang. Because I guess this guy would find a bunch of like thrown out and sort of dingy looking cooking equipment, specifically pots and pans, and would strap them to his big backpack. And you'd hear him walking around, clinging and clanging everywhere. But he also would walk like he had two um, sort of like nerdy hiking dad where they walk with the two poles, right? Yeah. But instead of doing like right arm, left arm, he would put both of his poles out at once and do like little vaults, like little leaps with his poles. So he was like kind of skiing. Kind of skiing, but with each ski stroke, he'd pick up his feet and he'd do like these little these little hops. Man, that'd be tiring. Especially with all the pots and pans strapped to your big backpack. When was this? Was this uh, 1800s yeah, as well? Yeah, yep, yep. So people just like to walk around and hang out, I guess, in the 1800s. And now people like to walk around and stare at their cell phones. I know. What's worse? I don't know. Probably the cell phones. Clang clangs or cell phones? I think clang clangs or beep boops. Probably cell phones. So he'd vault all over the place. People would offer him when they saw him walking around, especially if they were buying or selling, to let him stay in their house. He'd say, no, how about a barn? So he'd sleep in their barn. And if uh, he asked people if he could stay there for the night and they refused, he would just sleep in their yard underneath a tree in their yard. He'd just sleep in their yard anyways. Was that to, like, spite them, or...? No, just because he wanted to sleep, and he was like, well, I need to play sleep, so I'll just sleep in your front yard, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so that's okay. it. If uh, someone said, no, you can't stay on my property, he'd go, well, joke's on you. I'm going to sleep under your tree in your front yard. But yeah, he'd walk all over the place, or he'd vault all over the place, clinging and clanging with his pots and pans, which is very odd. No one know. I mean, no well, one's... Well, at least he had cooking utensils. Sure, yeah. All the time. Yeah. But that's all I got. Just three unusual men from the mid to late 1800s around New England walking around and being weirdos. No one knows why they were doing it. I like how all of them had a gimmick, though. Yeah, right? They were all drastically different. Good for them. And they all had, I think, their gimmick were their outfits. 
Right. Leatherman, Darn Guy, and Kling Clang, the guy who'd walk with a bunch of pots and pans strapped to his back. He wanted to let people know he was coming. Yeah. What would you sell if you if, if you were peddling items around New England or anywhere, really? What would you sell? If I was, like, had a stand, I was selling something? If you were a door-to-door walking salesperson. In the 1800s. Anytime. Right now. Right now? But in our fiction... I wouldn't sell anything right now because, like, everybody hates when solicitors come to their door. I was saying, in our fiction, people wouldn't... People wouldn't immediately turn you away. They would see what you were selling and then they would make up their mind whether they needed it or not. What do you think people would buy? Individual cupcakes? Yeah, that's actually a very good answer. Because you, like, come to the door and you're like, I have this cupcake for sale and, like, you have to make sure they're wrapped up. Otherwise, people are going to be weary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. Have a cupcake. It's a dollar. I'd make a little girl sell it. Oh, yeah. Because then it would be cuter. And oh, people yeah, would buy right. it. And you'd like wait. Would you like hide behind a tree or something? Or would you be waiting far away? Or would you just go, you walk around. I'm going to stay here. No, I'd just stay back at Nerve Center. Nerve Center. <laughs> <laughs> With Jay Wosley. <laughs> yeah. I would sell cell phone cases. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I would. But they would all be like sort of cutely designed characters from Friends and Seinfeld. Oh, so you'd have just a TV sitcom series. Only two, though, yeah. So you could get a Chandler or you could get a a Kramer or something, you know. But they'd be the cool oversized ones to where, like, they're not sleek and slim and designed to fit your phone. They're, like, really bulbous and big, like the fashionable ones now. Oh, okay. That's what I'd sell. So together, if we put our cell phone case and our cupcake business together, we'd probably have, like, a lot of teen girls Uh, on board. Yeah, I guess you're right. That would be our demographic. Okay. So you'd probably have to hang outside the middle school. I'm going to change mine then. <laughs> so, well, uh, you think about it. I'll think about it later. I'll let you know. Maybe at the end of the episode, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, thanks for your creepy highway old men stories. You're welcome. Creepy old men. Always creepy. <laughs> Always old. <laughs> <laughs> so should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Yes. And then we'll come back and you can tell us about your topic. Sounds good. Okay, we'll see you guys in three, two, one. Our first sponsor this week is our new best friends over at Muzzum Backpacks. Except they don't know that they're our best friends yet. No, they don't. That's okay. Their backpack, at least the one I ordered, is one of my new best friends. It's a nice backpack. Thanks, Lens. Muzzum is a new backpack company that's making minimalist design backpacks with a few different patterns and at a very reasonable price point. They have a large and small version of all their designs, and the small ones start at 55 and the large ones start at 60 bucks. And I don't believe that any go above 68 or something dollars. They have pink ones, gray ones, black ones, floral print, extremely bright floral print, just to let everyone know that you mean business. Some more subdued tropical prints. They're great little bags. They have a strap on the top. They have a duffel bag strap. They have a strap that goes over your shoulder. They have removable or stuffable backpack straps. The insides are super huge. I think I said it last week that you could fit about like 50 cans of LaCroix in one of the large backpacks you need to carry those around? Yeah, just show off and hand them to all your buddies. <laughs> the small ones can probably fit about 35 to 40 separate distinct cans of LaCroix. I used my new Muzzum bag for the first time last weekend and I fit a ton of stuff in it. If you would like to receive 10% off of your purchase at Muzzum Backpacks, you can go to muzzum.com, that's M-U-Z-M-M.com and enter the coupon code JordanReed, that's J-R-D-N Reed at checkout and save 10 10% off your order of a brand new stylish fashionable backpack. Are you going to school? Are you a parent and you need to put a lot of diapers and bottles and sunscreen? It's summertime in your backpack. Do you need to use something so you don't use any bags at the grocery store? Do you just want a cool backpack to carry around your tiny dog or cat? I don't care. Go to muzzum.com or both. or both at the same time. Probably need a large one depending on what breeds you have of which. A Newfoundland. If you need to carry around your giant Newfoundland in one of these bags, I would say maybe look for a larger bag somewhere else. But these can fit at least easily like a very cute medium-sized dog. Perfect. Go to muzzum.com, enter the coupon code JRDNREAD for 10% off of any order, and get a fun new stylish backpack. Our second sponsor this week are our second new best friends over at Lyft, the rideshare company that you know and love and probably use already. I mean, 
Probably. We use it all the time, especially on vacation or just putzing around the city. Yeah, so there. Yeah, we, we actually li uh, used Lyft exclusively while we were punching ghosts in South Carolina, and it's great. For $5 off of your first ride with Lyft, you can use our coupon code SPOUSES. Uh, it's all uppercased in our ad. I'm not sure if it's case sensitive or not, but if you enter the code SPOUSES, you can save $5 off of your first ride with Lyft. Go to the grocery store, save five bucks, come back home, and there you go. You've just saved five dollars riding in someone else's car, and you don't even have to do anything at all. Take your dog to the park. Take separate lifts. <laughs> <laughs> you For you and, and your dog? You and one, your dog and another. I bet you the lift would be perfectly fine with that. You'd probably need to wait for two cars to show up and to tell them where to take your dog because your dog would probably just want to go, I don't know, to like, where do dogs like to go? Michael's? <laughs> <laughs> the craft store? Yeah. Okay. They love crafts. Maybe your dog just got really into decoupage and macrame. But, you know, let them know where you're going and where your dog needs to go. Molly like, loves macrame. I'm just learning out. Of, I'm just finding out about this right now. Maybe you need to talk to our dog more. <laughs> <laughs> so if you download Lyft and you use our coupon code SPOUSES at checkout, you can save five bucks off of your ride. Go ride somewhere right now. Take your dog. Save five dollars. Right on. <laughs> Welcome back. I hope you kept up with your haunted housekeeping. Hopefully now you have a bunch of LaCroix inside of a backpack that you just got your LaCroix at your local grocer. And you sent your bag in a lift. To the grocery store. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You got a car for you and a car for your book bag. Yeah. <laughs> then your book bag goes to the grocery store and fills itself up with groceries. And then you grab it when your lift gets there. I forgot to mention that the large size muslin backpacks do have small little legs. Oh, yeah. And an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my topic this week is basically... The idea of being home alone. Okay. Like, we, I feel like we've all had home alone stories where we're like, well, something makes me a little nervous or that was weird. Yes. I still, like, still to this day, I've, I feel like I've had more than I'd care to admit. Yeah. I still don't like being home alone. That's why I'm so glad Molly's here. I love our dog. She's always home alone. Because <laughs> we just leave her at home for yeah. weeks. For weeks on end. By herself. <laughs> So I was on Reddit and I read some stories. You went on Reddit? I went on Reddit. You're such a hacker. I know. It was like the deep web. You're are you on uh the anonymous anonymous the hacking group, the hacking internet group? No. Okay. I'm on curious. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, we're not as good. And you only uh we just ask questions. Oh, okay. And hope someone answers What's them. your password? Um, Maybe, I, I won't say it. No, I mean, that's what curious would ask people. What's your password? And oh, they would so we're answer. just very blunt. Yeah. Hey, and hacker we, here. We hope that someone answers <clears throat> us. Yes. Okay, so I have a few stories that I thought were weird because there was a lot of stories that were just like, okay, I'm sure that really happened, but yeah. I don't believe it. So the first story I have, I didn't get the names of the people. I just stole their stories, and I'm going to read them. Okay. So this person was home alone, and they heard the doorbell ring. They opened to see that there was a man standing there holding a large square bag. Oh. He started talking about how he's an artist, and he's opening a gallery soon. So he wanted to sell a couple of paintings for a lower price just to drum up a little bit of interest or he was building, get his name out there. building street heat. And the writer put, I'm Canadian, so I'm uber polite. <laughs> and I nodded and let him open the bag and start showing me the paintings. They were nice, couple landscapes, couple portraits, and then it started getting weird. He went past a bunch of nude art. First one was painted and it was okay. Then the second one seemed a little more photorealistic and just a weird kind of like, let's say naked party. Oh, I pictures. understand. Yes, I get what naked party so is. So he went through <clears throat> them and as he was quickly browsing, I saw things that were kind of related to a little bit of like nudity and gore. 
Oh. So it was really intense and really awful. The man stood there flipping through the canvases and grinning at me. At one point, he made a small step toward me, and I just blurted out I didn't have any money to pay for anything and slammed the door. I checked a couple minutes later, and he was still just standing there, staring at the door. Oh, my gosh. I shouted out from the window I was going to call the police, and he finally left. That sucks. Well, yeah, because I'm like, well, if he was a murderer, he put a lot of time and effort to, like, make all these paintings. Yeah. As his, like, murder ploy. Or just some real nasty pervo. Yeah. So I guess that would be a pretty scary story if you were home alone. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I don't like that one bit. Yeah. So I thought that one was a little weird and a little messed up. They described things a little bit more about the paintings but some of them were pretty intense so use your imagination a little bit on that one i think the fact that we keep this show pg i think it's safe to sort of gloss over those details yeah like imagine just really disgusting things with being naked keep it pg and then just that's what happened so like (laughs) You'd think of something really bad that was probably on one of those canvases. Oh, no. Well, I think that honestly makes it worse because, what do they say, in horror movies, it's scarier to not see the monster or the whatever because your brain goes crazy. So to not tell everyone exactly what was on the paintings or in the paintings makes it worse. Yeah, so it was creepy. So maybe us being PG is actually scarier. Maybe. Or as in if hopefully everybody's scared. What if it was right like now? I saw some still I, I saw some still lifes, I saw some landscapes, and then it was no, it was nothing. It was just ripped off paintings of Ren and Stimpy. And like that was <laughs> but it was every everything else was but exactly it still the could same. Be scary. Ren and Stimpy was a little scary. A little risque. This is another one and I liked it because it was kinda totally different than the first one, but This person got up around 2 a.m. I don't really remember the exact time, they said, but it was past midnight for sure. I saw a figure in the hallway, like a silhouette. I hate that. I couldn't see the face, but I swear it was its head was looking at me. I went back to my room, closed the door, took a breather, and then opened the door again, and it was still there. I closed my eyes and shook my head, and when I looked back, it was gone. I went to the washroom because I felt like... I was going to pee my pants if I hadn't already, and then I went back to my room. The figure was in front of my room staring at me. It doesn't really say much else. I think it just disappeared again, so it was kind of like a, I think, a paranormal thing. Like, I don't think somebody had broken in, but that person kind of thought that somebody had broken in the house, so it was kind of creepy. I hate that. See, like, even waking up in the middle of the night here, for me, I'm... I'm 65 years old, and I, I've seen some stuff. Waking up, like, that's one of the most terrifying things to me, is just seeing a figure, it like, in the dark, in your house. Right, whether it's really there or, like, not there. I don't, I don't know what would be scarier. I'm not trying to, like, get into, like, some sensitive stuff, but, like, what would be, what would be scarier? Seeing a figure, and it was a human, or seeing a figure, and you weren't sure if it was a human or not, and it just vanished. Probably if it was an actual human, because that means they were in your house to, like, break in or kill you. Yeah. But if it's, like, a ghost or something paranormal, it's like, you know, you might have a friendly ghost. You might, maybe. But then again, like, I think the only reason, like, at least my only argument for it being scarier if it's something paranormal is, like, what if it comes back? Like, what if that's not the only time? But then again, you know what? I'd rather deal with a ghost than I would a human. I would hate to see a human in my <laughs> in our house. Well, a past human. Yeah. Uh yeah, a a used to be, a once was. A once was. Yeah, I yeah, I mean cuz most people do I mean claim to deal with ghosts in their house. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, "Well, I just want to know who they are." And that's it. Right now, <laughs> we're speaking quietly because Molly was laying under the table and then she flopped like a fish and just got closer and is now sniffing my foot the next story i have is this person was 10 years old they were at home and the mom just went out to go to the grocery store really quick so he had stayed home by himself before when she had run just quick errands and he was sitting in the living room watching television before deciding to go head into the kitchen to get a drink 
From the door of the kitchen, which the key was still on the door, but the door was locked, he saw a tall, thin outline of a man through the window of the back door. No. He saw the doorknob turn a little bit, and he grabbed the key from the door and flung it on the counter of the kitchen. He also saw the guy try to put his hand through the cat flap that was on the door. <laughs> so wait, it's called a doggy door and the cat ones are called cat, cat flap. <laughs> That's what he called it. Cat flap. But the guy that was standing outside, this tall, thin man, had tried to put his hand through the cat flap and was unable to reach the door. He went after it for a few minutes and he sat in front of the stairs at the front door and then when his mom pulled into the driveway he saw the man run away so like some guy tried to break in his house when he was 10 years old absolutely hate that i hate that so much some of my some of like the worst times being home alone was when you would get home or like me personally i'd get home maybe around like 6 or like 6 p.m. or something, and it was still light out, maybe like in the summer or something. Yeah. And no one was home, and it was weird. But I knew they were going to be home soon. But like that short amount of time being home then, for some reason, was worse than like being home alone all night. I don't know why. I always got more freaked out if I knew it was only for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I always was kind of a little weird with it. Like, it was weird for me because, honestly, there would be nights that I would stay home alone because my mom worked a lot. So it's Mm -hmm. like my brother was older, so I stayed home quite a bit when I was younger. And there were some nights that I could care less, and I was just like, whatever. I mean, my mom used to laugh because I was, like, 14 years old, and my mom would come home, and I'd be watching, like, scary ghost shows, like, by myself in the dark. And she thought I was crazy. But then then sometimes it was just, like... Like, any little noise was terrifying. Like, my defense mechanism was always, like, go in my room, shut the door, put the TV on. Yeah, seriously. I always thought making a lot of noise, like, whether it was music or television inside your house, drowned out or, like, pushed away potential intruders or ghosts or something. But I feel like, oh, it's really loud in there. I can easily break in. I feel like it might be counter, like counterintuitive to do that or whatever. Yeah. No thanks. Creepy. So this is my last one and it's super short and this one gave me the chills big time because a guy who had lived alone came home from work and there were cops outside of his house. Oh my gosh. And when he asked the cops what were going on, he the cops responded that the neighbor had called the police because they had heard yelling and screaming coming from his house all day. All day. He was at work all day. And he came home to that. And the how the I guess the cops checked the house and nobody was in the house. Oh my But the gosh. neighbors legitimately heard yelling and screaming in his house all day. That's a lot to deal with. Oh my gosh, imagine coming home and like people are being like, There's something going on in your house and you're like, I live alone and I've been at work all day. Yeah. Like whether someone broke in and is in your house or but nothing was touched and nobody was in the house. That's so nasty. I don't don't like that. It gave me the chills because I'm like, if it was something paranormal, it's like, then you have angry ghosts screaming and yelling. Like, that's weird. Or if it was someone that broke in your house, it's like, what were they doing in there? Yeah, going in there to call call someone on the phone and fight them over the phone. I don't know. There was a, okay, so personal, because that was your last one, right? Yeah. Okay, personal story about being home alone. It's somewhat similar. I was a freshman in high school, and I had gotten home off the bus, and our front door was open. Now, where we grew up, both Lynn's and I, a very small town, Madison, Ohio, we like, no one like ever like locks their doors, right? Yeah. It's a small town. I got home, and our front door, even though it wasn't locked, was wide open. And I got freaked out and I went inside and there were like crumbs on the kitchen counter. The fridge wasn't fully clothed. <laughs> Our fridge wasn't fully closed. It still had all of its clothes on. Like it was it's, spooky. Like it's uh like it's it's t-shirt and shorts our refrigerator it was in its casual wear yeah it was in his tearaway pants and like a cool hip tank top <laughs> like a frankie says relaxed tank top yeah um but our fridge wasn't fully closed and there were like crumbs everywhere and then i'm walking in the house the tv was on but it was on one of those stations when you used to have a vcr like you'd either turn the tv to channel three or you turn it on like the video channel like you had like the two video channels where it was like a blue screen right or static it was a blue screen but it was turned up all the way 
So you heard this sort of like low buzzing because your TV was just turned up all the way. Yeah. And I won't go into detail, but someone had also used our restroom <laughs> at our house <laughs> and didn't like finish the job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I freaked out and I called the cops and a cop went and searched throughout the whole house. And they're like, well, no one's here, but it looks like someone was here. And then it happened like a year later, almost the exact same thing. And then we found out it was just this lady down the road who would come into our house and just like help herself to some food. She couldn't figure out the TV and just left. <laughs> so it was creepy. weird because we were at home one day and she just walked in like, oh, hey, everyone. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I didn't think you guys were here or whatever. Just going to grab a snack. It was really bizarre. It freaked me out. That's super weird. I don't think I had any crazy experiences <clears throat> at home. There was a few times that my brother and my mom would be out and I would get calls and they'd be concerned because something like crazy was happening at our house, like around our house. Oh, And sure. I wouldn't have any idea. I'd just be like playing video games or watching TV. But like one time there was, and Madison is a sleepy town. I mean, it's quiet. There's yeah. not a lot that happens. Happens, but my mom was at work and she called me and my brother was not home and she was freaking out and she was telling me to lock all the doors and not leave the house because apparently a guy that tried to like kill his girlfriend was running around in the backfield behind our house when with a was, gun. When was this? It was, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was like maybe, I think I was like in high school. Oh, okay. But I had to lock all the doors and like kind of keep quiet because he was, I guess, running around the area with a gun and the police were trying to find him. And Holy there was helicopters smokes. above and all this stuff. But then they had everything blocked off. So my mom tried to get home and she couldn't even get down the street and neither could my brother. So like Jeez. I was kind of in the house waiting and like they couldn't get to me. But nothing ever really went. I think they caught the guy like within like a couple hours and it was no big deal. Goodness gracious. But yeah, I don't think there was anything else super crazy. I think that's that's one of the weird things too. Like you live in a bigger city and it's it's weird, right? Like it's it's contradictory. You you live in a larger city and you end up becoming a little bit more anonymous just because you're around so many people. But in yeah. a smaller town, I don't know, like you stand out more. And when like things like this happen, they're way more of a big deal because nothing ever happens, especially in Madison, right. Ohio. Right, it's very unusual. So like when something like this happened, it's probably crazy because, I don't know, 364 days out of the year, nothing's happening. Then one day, something crazy happens and the entire town knows about it and it's like wacky and it's weird yeah it's weird wacky wild and not wonderful that's west virginia yeah weird wacky and wonderful <laughs> west virginia <laughs> but yeah that's just the little stories that i found there's a ton on reddit it's i think like i looked under subcategories of like being home alone or something like that and i thought i was going to be put on a list because i was like oh i kind of look like i'm searching for people that are home alone and i'm gonna <laughs> go kill them or something okay google when <laughs> when are people typically not at their homes <laughs> but there's a lot of really creepy stories there was a lot of paranormal stories yeah, which were yeah. really cool and a lot of break-in stories obviously because that's a thing that that happens maybe one of these days we can get into some of the paranormal things that happen at my mom and dad old old house there were yeah. a few things there some some things that just happened to you and i like within the last few years yeah which are super creepy super creepy but maybe that's another episode yeah. <laughs> was that a cool noise creepy no. noise do you want to make a creepier one i'll edit mine out and put yours over it no okay I'm good. <laughs> All right. So in case you haven't listened to last week's show, we are still in week two of our, of our what? I think it's our fifth, our fifth Molly Monster giveaway. Yeah, I think so. Holy moly. So for this giveaway, the winner will be receiving a brand new top secret Area 43, government Area 43 level of clearance piece of, sp of spooky spouse i almost said smooky smooky <laughs> smooky spouses spooky spouses merchandise designed by Lindsay herself and they're very cool we're both very excited about them i think they get here in about a week 
So as soon as we get them, we'll be announcing the winner. Now, all you need to do to play the game, there's a post on our Instagram, which is at spooky underscore spouses. And we had posted something on Twitter a little bit ago. But all you need to do on Twitter is tag us at spooky underscore spouses and write your scariest, whether it's funny, scary, whatever, your scariest story in one sentence that you can muster up. And we're going to pick the one that we like the most. And we'll be sending you the brand new giveaway exclusive piece of Spooky Spouse's merchandise. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, I think. I've enjoyed reading the ones I've seen so far. Yeah, we've gotten a few good ones. But yeah, or follow us just on Instagram or Twitter at spooky underscore spouses or email us at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, perhaps for a future show, if you have some personal stories, ideas, topics, places you think we need to go visit, if you want to invite us to a place to go investigate, we'd be happy to if we can make it work. Yeah, and we also want to give a shout out to Eli Chambers for our music that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end. And thank you to Colin M. Parker and everybody at the Scavengers Network for hosting us. Colin just worked on fixing our brand new website. I believe it's scavengersnetwork.com. There's no more the in the beginning, just scavengersnetwork.com. And you can find links to some shows, other materials, YouTube stuff. Colin is working on putting actual episodes of our shows on the website as well coming soon. But He feels good about it, so take a look at it if you'd like. We have shows on there, Historical Hotties, Academy Outcasts, Journey Under 30, The Bad Pen Pal, State Your Case, a lot of diverse shows, diverse humans, all podcasting for the greater good. Yeah, and thank you to all you listeners out there. A little bit behind the scenes, something happened, and on our most recent episode, we've more than doubled our listens. So thank you very much to each and every one of you for spreading the word and listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing our show. We like doing this a lot. We enjoy you guys. We enjoy our dog. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Right now, we're we're both on double petting duty because she's getting restless. And she's crying. But, but she doesn't like scary stories. No, she doesn't. She only likes peanut butter. Yes. Uh, but we just want to say, we, we say it, I think, almost every episode, but we mean it. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Without you, there would be no us. <laughs> that was a demon noise. And everybody have a, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, it's after 4th of July. The Tour de France is going on. I don't know if that's anything. A ghastly Friday. Have a. I don't know. Ghastly's not like that really <clears throat> that scary. No, I think it just like spooks have you really a quick. Phantom Tuesday. So it's not even there. Yeah, Tuesday's not even there this week. I'd love that. Four-day work week. <laughs> no think, Tuesday. I don't think we have anything going on Tuesday. I'd be fine with just like scrap, yeah. scrapping that one. Get rid of Tuesday. Get rid of Tuesday. Have a weird, wild, wacky, wonderful wh- Friday. Maybe you thought I was going to say Wednesday, but <laughs> I didn't. Have a tall, thin man <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> that was a guy outside that was trying to get in the cat flap. No, I know. Is have a cat or? flap Monday. Have a cat flap Tuesday, Monday. <laughs> That tall, thin man could be Doug Jones, our friend Doug Jones. It might have been Doug Jones. And in that case, you done dare screwed up. Yeah, let him in. Hang out with Doug. I love Doug. Just wanted to get in the cat flap. Well, everyone, until next Monday, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Good little Bankus girl. <laughs> Try it full voice. There was my full voice. Try it full, like full voice. Good little Bankus girl.